John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast. Theme tune time. Let's go, John. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. I told you there's no way I'm singing. Come on. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. Yeah. John and Sam in Japan. Never gonna happen. And put your clothes back on, it's just weird. Ah, never! John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast. Welcome to the show. Here's John. And here's Sam. And this is John and Sam in Japan. The international comedy podcast. Oh, that's right. And it's World Cup edition. Nice. We're doing. Have you been enjoying it? Oh, loving it. Well, England are doing great, but our games haven't been very... uh, exciting for the benefit of the listeners we are currently recording uh, before england's world cup semi-final with croatia yep uh i think we probably can't believe it oh no no way the columbia game was stressful i think that was the it's three o'clock in the morning in japan where did you watch it (laughs) (laughs) uh well I watched it at home yeah. the following morning. Yeah. <laughs> My plan was to wake up and watch it at 3am. Uh, unfortunately, being quite an old, boring man, my body wasn't <laughs> able to do that. Uh, how about you? Where did you watch that game? Well, I, I went to bed and then, because Japan's such a great country for drinking, I woke up and went to the pub at 3am and uh, <laughs> planned on having like a couple of pints, but because it went to extra time and penalties, I ended up having far more than I should have. And uh, I got home and my missus woke up and she thought I wasn't home. So she sent me pictures of my kids saying, come home now. And I, <laughs> and I said to her, I'm already in bed. <laughs> yeah. And then I had to move house that day after one hour sleep, which was uh, not easy. But, uh, so you've moved house on one hour sleep. Yeah. At least you had the adrenaline of England yeah, progressing well, to the, the quarterfinals. If we'd have lost, I think I'd have just set fire to my house. <laughs> <laughs> what was the uh, what was the purpose of her sending you pictures of your kids? It sounds a little bit sort of uh, kidnappy. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea how her mind works. <laughs> <laughs> Is she just trying to show you if you love us, come home yeah, now? <laughs> I think that's probably what it was. <laughs> How about the uh, quarterfinal with Sweden? Where did you watch that? What time was that kickoff? 11. Oh, that was more respectable, 11 yeah. p.m. here, um, wasn't it? That was out in Kitschy Georgie. So you were out drinking Tokyo. again? Yeah. So uh, I moved to my mother-in-law's house, which is only one station away from uh, the pub. So it was easy enough oh. to <laughs> catch a taxi. <laughs> you make it sound like there's one pub. <laughs> yeah. So how about you? Where did you watch it? Somewhat unsurprisingly, uh, from the comfort of my sofa. <laughs> my wife said that she was going to watch it with me, but she took our son to bed and then never returned. <laughs> and then the semi-final is fast approaching Wednesday. Again, unfortunately, another 3 a.m. kickoff. Yeah. I'm working Thursday. Uh, I, I haven't think... yet decided where I'll watch it, but the odds are looking like Your from sofa. my sofa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, three o'clock. Sir. What about you? Well, now that I've moved house, I don't know anywhere to drink at 3am, like uh, from in walking distance. So I might have to do a bit of a recce the next few days to try, <laughs> try and find somewhere. <laughs> well, well, fingers crossed that yeah. you can find somewhere and fingers even more crossed that we'll also be having this conversation about where we'll be watching the final. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so anyway, we better get a move on because we have a packed show today. Uh, we have some stand-up comedy from Rosalie Mayu. 
Uh, we have some musical comedy from Ruben VM. Uh, but first, we have this. This is JNSNJ News. All right, and now it's time for the news section of the show where we cover stories that may be missed by the mainstream media. Um, so, Sam, what have you got for me? I've got an interesting article that was sent in by Vanessa uh, in Australia. Thank you, Vanessa. This is uh, somewhat surprising. And I hope, well, I think we've said this before, I hope you're not eating your breakfast. Uh, the, the... <laughs> doesn't involve poo again, does it? No, it doesn't. Good. Uh, but something, <laughs> uh, some other bodily secretions. Oh, God. The title of the article is Woman's Tongue Gets Inseminated by Squid After Eating Undercooked Seafood. Ugh. It says, uh, the article starts, Were you ever told that if you swallowed any apple seeds, a tree would start growing in your stomach? Well, it says, These medical state case studies are a bit like that, but a hundred times worse. A 63-year-old woman in South Korea had her mouth inseminated by sperm after eating some undercooked seafood, resulting in doctors discovering 12 small, white, spindle-shaped, bug-like sperm bags embedded in her tongue and oh gums. Oh, my God. <laughs> tongue and gums. I'm, <laughs> I'm quite taken by the phrase sperm bags. <laughs> Uh, It says, as documented in the Journal of Parasitology, the foreign bodies were identified as squid spermatophores, uh, belonging to a a Japanese flying squid. Right. That is quite horrendous. Yeah. Uh, Who knew squid could fly? Uh, Well, I've I've seen flying squid. But it makes me think of, um, have you ever seen the Korean film Old Boy, where the guy eats, like, the whole octopus? Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, I didn't realise they could impregnate your tongue and gums. Well, it says, rather foolishly, the woman had not re- removed the internal organs of the squid and proceeded to only parboil it for a few seconds before eating it, meaning the spermatophores were still alive and well. Oh, my God. So definitely you need to be uh, cooking your spermatophores thoroughly. (laughs) Uh, As soon as she put a piece into her mouth, she felt like many bugs were biting into her oral mucosa, uh, the study read. Uh, She experienced a severe sharp pain and spat out the entire portion without swallowing. How big is this squid? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, There's no picture of it. But let me just commend you for not making a joke about her not swallowing. (laughs) Uh, It says, despite that, she could feel many small, squirming, white, bug-like organisms penetrating her oral mucosa. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's not a phrase you want to be hearing the doctor saying. No, No, definitely not. That's quite Uh, horrendous. Yeah, it is. Think... uh, it doesn't say what happened to her in the long run, but I'm I'm assuming that things kind of turned out okay for her in the end, and she didn't have a uh, <laughs> she didn't have a mouthful of baby squid <laughs> growing. Oh, that's, um, uh, it's a shame she couldn't get uh, insurance because she then she could be squids in. <laughs> <laughs> that was J and S in J News. Anyway, what have you got for me? Uh, my one is, it was sent in by Simon from the UK. And it's a story which is 
guy serves his friends tacos made from his own amputated leg. Oh, <laughs> so we're going on a uh, a culinary tour today. Yeah. One man, does it, I don't think, originally in a Reddit post, uh, a man revealed that he ate a portion of his own leg after it was amputated. So the 38-year-old user who wishes to remain anonymous said he was involved in a motorcycle crash and he completely shattered his foot. He was told he would never walk again. I was given the option to amputate. Not only did he say yes to the amputation, but yes, if he could keep the limb. A literal donor kebab. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. uh, Three weeks later, he put his absurd plan into action. On Sunday, July the 10th, 2016, he invited 10 of his friends over for food. They quiche puff pastries, fruit tarts, chocolate cake and apple strudel. They washed it all down with gym lemonade and mimosas. And then came the main course, fajita tacos made from the severed limb. Can't believe they ate dessert first. They're obviously insane. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what I was about to say. That is disgusting. <laughs> sort of, what sort of animals eat apple pie before they eat an amputated leg? Um, yeah, so he, they, oh, hold on. Well, it says, it says uh, he was in Idaho, which is the only US state that actually has a law against eating human flesh. So he wanted to have it frozen or taxidermied, but eventually decided it's part of me and I want it back. So he eventually decided to cast it in plastic cast to use the doorstop, but decided to remove some of the muscle first, wrapping it up and chucking it in the freezer. I thought, this is probably the peak weirdness of my life. I hope it doesn't get any weirder than this. Um, After we cast the leg, I took a bunch of pictures, put it in a box of flowers and cremated it. Then it came time to invite his friends. I said something like, remember how we always talked about how if we ever had a chance to ethically eat human meat, would you do it? Well, I'm calling you on that. We're doing this or what? Ten said yes. I guess we're a weird group. One friend asked, Ten of them said yes. One friend asked her boyfriend, a chef, to do the cooking. He marinated it overnight with onions, peppers, salt uh, and lime juice. And then he served yeah. it on quarter nice tears with tomatillo sauce. I can't, this is how it leg tasted. This particular cut was super beefy, had a very pronounced beefy flavour to it. The muscle I cut was tough and chewy. It tasted good, but the experience wasn't the best. (laughs) So I think what we have to ask is, if I offered you some of my meat, (laughs) (laughs) would you put it in your mouth? (laughs) Uh, No. I mean, we're worried about getting... Even, like, so in this case... in my... impregnating your tongue (laughs) well i said so if i if so if i if i had the same thing and i was gonna if i made a kebab out of my leg meat yeah you wouldn't you wouldn't taste it ah your leg meat yeah i'd eat it i'm assuming it'd be like that kobe beef could taste a bit like alcohol (laughs) yeah (laughs) certainly would have a uh (laughs) whiskey tang (laughs) (laughs) yeah um, he says that his friends have a particularly dark sense of humour. Uh, today was the day I was inside 10 of my friends at once. And then the following day, a friend rang him to say, hey, just to let you know, I pooped you out. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that was JNS in J News. Fans on fire. You're a liar. You're
this time is the truth. So, this is a new section of the show. Are you excited, John? Uh, yeah, yeah, very excited. So let me just explain it for the listeners. Uh, this uh, new segment is called Pants on Fire. We kind of got the inspiration uh, after interviewing Christiane Brew in the last episode. Yeah. She runs the Perfect Liars Club in Tokyo. And this is where uh, some uh, performers present a story which could be true or could be false. And then the audience have to guess whether it's true or false. Yep. Uh, I did in it. In this case... Don't forget. Oh, you did it, didn't you? Yeah, yeah I did it. And uh, you were the perfect liar. I was the perfect liar. Only seven yeah. people out of the entire audience thought I was bullshitting. So I did a good job. How many were in the audience? Uh, I don't know. Probably Quite about, big. Yeah. Probably about 70, I guess. 50, 60, yeah, 70. Yeah, so you've done well there. Yeah, yeah. All that lying to your wife has paid off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so today, John is going to present a story, and I'm going to try and probe him <laughs> uh, <laughs> to find out whether his story is indeed true or false. So, John, take it away. Oh, I once did a GCSE while highly intoxicated. <laughs> well, knowing you, <laughs> I mean, I would definitely, I'm leaning towards true anyway. <laughs> uh, so could you give me a few more details? Yeah, it was a geography GCSE. And we had one in the morning and then we had one in the afternoon. And so me and my friends decided it'd be funny to go to the pub and see how many pints we could drink in the... <laughs> So out of the class, there was, I don't know, what, maybe 13 students, three girls and 10 boys. So all the 10 boys got into it, and the three girls just came just for a laugh to watch us do it. Yeah, because girls are sensible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and then during the ex- exam, uh, some one of my friends fell off his chair. He was that hammered, and everybody kept having to ask to go to the toilet. <laughs> that I would be rubbish in that because once I've had a pint, I'm up every thirty minutes. Well, that's <laughs> like the thing. Yeah. I think it was a ninety-minute exam, maybe or a two-hour exam. But yeah, I remember once the seal was broken. <laughs> yeah, you're in trouble. <laughs> and then you start nodding off in the latter oh, stages yeah. of the exam. So, uh, how many boys did you say were involved in this? Ten. Ten. And how far was the pub from the school? Uh, I was just across the playing field. Mm. Great, great location for a pub. <laughs> yeah, you know, sixteen. Yeah. Did, they didn't even Turning check for up in your uniform. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't got any exams today, have you, boys? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm saying that this story is definitely true. Uh it's not. No, it's not. No, nah, it is. It's completely true. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's true. This time, it's the truth. It is the truth. <laughs> Time for some stand-up comedy. This episode features Rosalie Mayu, a stand-up comedian based in Los Angeles. Uh, She's been all over the TV, commercials, TV shows, all sorts of things. Uh, She's a really great performer. I think you're going to like this. Put your dicks away. Your mother is here. (laughs) How many people here still have their parents? Wonderful, wonderful. How many people here still talking to their parents? Admirable. How many people have parents still talking to you? Because I've got 
two grown kids, but I don't pick up the phone anymore. Because <laughs> every time I do, it costs me $500. <laughs> On a good day, it's $500. On a bad day, it could be $5. How come everything costs $500? <laughs> everything. They call me mom and then the Jeep dealership because they've never heard of Costco. <laughs> Mama met the Jeep dealership. They said I need four new tires for my safety, Mom. For my safety. <laughs> Do you know how much four new tires is going to cost me? Thank you. <laughs> but the worst thing, the worst thing is when they call you and they go, Mom, Rebecca's turned psycho, bitch. Right? After they date him a while, they all turn into a psycho bitch. Right. We're back to turn into a psycho bitch. I might have to move home with the kids. No. Don't move home. Here's $5,000. Get couples therapy. Buy her some jewelry, you dumb shit. Don't move home. Thank you very much to Rosalie Mayu for the stand-up there. If you'd like to find out more about what she's up to, go to her website, which is rosaliemayu.com. And now, a word from this episode's sponsor. Hello, Mrs. Brown here from Suzuki-san Sushi. Do you fall in our like sushi? You do? That's great! My new husband is American, and he likes sushi too! <laughs> Come down to Suzuki-san Sushi for a real Japanese experience. We have the conveyor belt, and the sushi moves around like a train. Also, as the sushi goes around the belt, we don't cover the plates. In Western Sushi Shop, they cover the plates. But not in Japan. Real Japanese sushi shop don't cover their plates. Come eat sushi at Nakata-san Sushi next to Ebisu Station. We don't cover the plates, but don't worry about the jams. All Japanese wear a mask. Yo, Johnny McBee and Sammy O.T. Two Brits talk a shit over a cup of tea Probably a spot of milk and a crumpet, please But there's someone else cooking in the kitchen Could someone answer the burning question? Okay, now it's time for the burning question section of the show We actually have had a response for an old uh, burning question Which was, what's the weirdest thing you've ever seen on public transport? Uh, oh yeah, I want to hear this Yeah, so Vicky from England said she was once on a bus in China And she saw somebody getting chased off the bus with a machete And it turned out, <laughs> according to other passengers That the man wielding the machete had found out that the guy he was trying to attack Had been shagging his daughter Her words, not mine <laughs> <laughs> I love the word wielding yeah. <laughs> It's only ever used with in connection with machetes <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps an umbrella <laughs> So, uh, well, okay. <laughs> this episode's burning question yep. was, uh, what is, it was a slightly uh, wordy one again, what is the best or worst present you've ever given or received? Uh -huh. so we were covering all our bases. 
<laughs> we had a couple of uh, replies on Twitter. Uh, Michael E. Riddle uh, on Twitter, he said, Best, I received a quarter for Christmas. Worst, nothing for Christmas. Uh, no. And then he also adds, as a child, my family was financially challenged. Um, so, <laughs> well, Michael, I hope that this Christmas you get uh, at least a quarter again. Uh, another reply we had was from the IMDB Journey podcast. Uh, it's a good podcast, that one. Definitely worth a listen. He said, I contacted my mate's favorite podcaster to tweet him a happy birthday. My mate was so overjoyed and got extremely cocky that he thought this guy had seeked him out. So I let him believe he did it for several months until I broke the news that I, I had got him to do it. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what about you? What's the best present you, best or worst present you've ever given and or received? Uh, well, I suppose it could be either the best or the worst, depending on how you look at it. But I remember one Christmas, my wife gave me a Christmas card and inside it said, uh, just to let you know, I'm pregnant. So you're going to get, you're going to have a, a child. And I remember oh. thinking that is an absolutely rubbish Christmas present because I had to wait eight months for it to arrive. <laughs> and uh, it's not even what I wanted. It was a girl. <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing with uh, having kids. I always thought, oh, I wanted a boy. And then once I actually had a child and she was a daughter i realized girls are much easier than uh, i mean you've got a son haven't you and uh, yeah. yeah boys are definitely harder work i think the boys, I would say boys are so. just stupid aren't they like, <laughs> yeah. yes well some boys drink beer between exams for example <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. some girls don't how about for you yeah i've given a lot of bad presents but i've received some bad ones probably the worst present i've received was from my wife uh she... <laughs> <laughs> now that was the worst present i gave <laughs> she once gave me some homemade massage coupons right. that uh, kind of meant that she would give me a massage anytime i want oh, okay that's kind of a common thing in japan isn't it that for father's day little girls kind of do it i always find it that's right highly i'll weird. massage you or wash your car coupon that kind of thing <laughs> i'm glad you said and car <laughs> clean your toes and on the coupon it says redeemable at any time there was four or five of these 30 minute vouchers that i had i was unable to redeem any of them every single time i asked my wife to give me a massage she told me to well f off <laughs> And now it's time for some musical comedy from comedian Ruben VM. He's based in Tokyo. He's a contributor to the show. He does a lot of the music for us. He's a very, very funny guy. And this is a song about the World Cup. Thank you for all coming out despite uh, the World Cup being on today. Um, I'm, um, you know, I'm conflicted about the World Cup, you know, because it's in Russia, which is not, you know, the best place in terms of, uh, you know, human rights and, and FIFA seems to be an enabler, um, which is why, you know, I'm really proud, you know, as a Dutch person, that we boycotted <laughs> <laughs> through playing a terrible, terrible, entitled style of football. Uh, that's how it goes. But, you know, I, I am still quite 
inspired by the World Cup, despite its uh, flaws. So I wrote a World Cup song. I'm inspired by the World Cup. Everybody will never give up. No matter what the critics say, don't let anybody stand in your way. Just like FIFA and Putin. A match made in heaven, just like FIFA and Putin. A bunch of super villains. song i just hope for his sake that neither fifa or putin ever hear it <laughs> yeah. uh that just leaves me to say thanks uh, once again to rosalie Mayu uh for her stand-up uh, again if you want to find her stuff you can go to rosaliemayu.com and thanks also to ruben vm uh he can be found at okomodiaki.com or you can go to our website to find out all of their links john and sam in japan.com yeah, great stuff. So uh, give us uh, five stars on iTunes or wherever. Send us in some of your stand-up or if you have anything uh, to add to the burning question or any new stories that you'd like us to cover. And come on England, I guess. <laughs> anything else to add, do you think? No, I think that's all from us. All right, so catch, catch you later. later. It's coming home. 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 It's coming
John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast.